Hey everyone, welcome to Devoted Devotions. My name is Tandy for those of you who are new. And for those who have been tuning in since the beginning of the season, you will know that the law is split into two. So it's the law as it relates to God and the law as it relates to our neighbors. But before we get to the law as it relates to our neighbors, it is important that we reflect on the lessons that we have learned, right? So in this episode, we're going to revisit the first four commandments, looking at the things we need to reflect on and basically like practical application right so in your prayer journals please follow along and write down the things that you need to personally work on and i encourage you to be honest with god and to be honest with yourself identify the areas in your spiritual life that that need improvement and tell him exactly where you are struggling obviously he already knows but Actually saying it out loud or um, writing it down is a step towards working to improve. Just ask yourself the questions like, when God has asked you to do something, what has, what is your response typically? If you've struggled to obey, what hinders you? Did you lack trust in God's love, his wisdom or his power? Let's bow our heads as we invite the Holy Spirit. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your love, your care, your guidance, and your protection. In this moment, as we meditate on your word, we invite your Holy Spirit to join us and that its presence may fill our lives and help us to make decisions that please you. All this we ask in your mighty name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, so no one else. In this episode, um, we looked at the first commandment, obviously to not have any other gods. This means that there should be no one else before God. So I, I have to ask the question, how has that been in your life? How have you practically adjusted your life to make God a priority? Have you been involving God in your decision-making process or is it still an afterthought? How are you practically making God involved in the process, you know? Okay, so what I'm going to need everyone listening to understand is that there's a difference between putting God first and making God the center. What do I mean? So you can wake up in the morning, right, and pray first thing in the morning before you touch your phone, before you start making food, before you brush your teeth, before you get your day started, right? You can start off your day with prayer and then go on the rest of your day without even giving God a single thought. That's, that's putting God first, right? But when you make God the center that's that's where you're coming from, right? So when you when you wake up, you start with God. When you leave, your your deportment is from a position of being a child of God, you know. And and so it, it's different. When you make a decision, you're like, huh, what does God say about this? 
not what are my feelings on this, but what does God say? What is God telling us? Because sometimes um, the world makes us very comfortable with um, basing our decisions and a, a lot of the way we lead our lives on like things that make us feel good and what we like and you know all these things that are appealing but but that's not why god has put us here right and we need to exercise that muscle that says what does the word of the lord say am i going to fear god and keep his commandments or am i gonna just neglect them and do my own thing and do what makes me feel happy so please keep that in mind as you go on in the next day, during the week, in the next months ahead. That is your decision just putting God first and putting him away? Or is your decision putting God and making him the center of your life? Where everything is emanating from God. Have we ever struggled to know God's will? If so, what has been your biggest challenge? Are you satisfied with the relationship that you have with Christ or do you constantly feel the need to be doing something for him? And how have you experienced God working through your life as you have been abiding in Christ? Lastly, are you content to follow God one day at a time or do you become anxious if you don't know where God is leading you in the future? If so, why is that? Just think about these things. It is very crucial that we make God the center of our lives. Idolatry. Okay, so this one, this command relates to the deities, not having any other deities before the Lord. Um, I remember I watched a YouTube video that inspired me to actually talk about this. Um, and so I'll link it um, in the description. It's called Living Our Best Fake Lives. And it talks about how people aren't really experiencing authentic moments because of the need to capture those moments for the internet or even be on the internet during a really special moment, right? It talks about how others pretend to have things that they don't in order to portray a life of abundance when, when they're actually really empty, I know one of the influencers even said that he traded his nine to five for a 24 by seven because if they stop creating air quotes, um, then, then they'll be obsolete. So then like his entire life revolves around the question, will this look good for social media? And that really stuck out to me because if your whole life revolves around something, then that thing is an idol. It's a graven image and you are bowing down to it. Your whole life should revolve around God and what he says. This parallel only became clear after working on the episode about idolatry. People will structure their entire lives around the person or the thing that they worship, right? Because 
Like you can only feed it what is acceptable to the algorithm. And that is your deity. And this issue is actually twofold because it also leads to self-approbation. You become so obsessed with yourself that you can't even see the people around you. Like you see yourself as a main character. And while each of us live life from our own perspective, we are not the center of the universe. The almighty is. Everything is made for him and by him and through him. Self-worship is then, is like this inflated sense of self where you think that you're better than everyone when in fact you are exactly the same in God's eyes. Guys, please beware of self-worship because it is driven by a very demonic spirit. Remember, Lucifer worshipped himself. So don't get sucked into doing the same thing. Like, you're not special in and of yourself, okay? You can't even change the color of a single strand of hair on your head. The only thing that is special about you is that God loves you so much so that he sent his son to redeem you because... You cannot even redeem yourself. How many times does this generation go on and complain about being anxious, unhappy, or even depressed? People are so miserable because they are worshipping the wrong thing and they don't even know it. They pour out time, energy, and resources looking for internet fame, liking and agreeing to things that they actually don't. Because they have to feed the algorithm. <laughs> like there's no authenticity or originality because everyone must follow trends. If this is your life, guys, you will be very miserable because the deity that you worship can only take. And it will keep taking because that's the only thing that it can do. And when it appears to give back, when you finally become insta-famous or whatever, then it takes even more. But maybe this isn't you though. Maybe you aren't governed by the internet standards and when you introspect, you know exactly what governs you. You know exactly what it is or who it is. If it's not God, then, my dear friend, please turn away from this. With that being said, as much as I warn everyone about things to watch out for, like, I also have to be mindful of them too. The same way you can't hear a whisper in a noisy room is the same way you cannot hear the voice of God in a crowded heart. Remove the things that are making it hard for you to hear the voice of God. Remove them today. This speaks on how there are things in our blind spots that keep us from God. Make a list of all the things that you can identify and actually pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show you even more things that, that influence your life in a certain direction. Things that are clouding or stealing your attention away from the Most High. Look at this list 
and start crossing things off one by one as you remove the things that are interrupting your relationship with God. Lip service. The question this command tackles is whether you are really a child of the Most High or do you just say that you are? Do you really live in a way that shows that you believe in the Creator or is it just lip service? Not everyone who claims to be a Christian adheres to biblical wisdom. Jesus even said, our lips praise him, but our hearts are far from him. So do those words apply to you? Initially, the episode almost became about like lip service and using the right names and titles. But the Lord showed us that he does not look on the outside and he looks in the heart. And so we need to look at how this command affects our heart and by extension, our lives. Psalms 23 verses 3, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. For his name's sake. Everything that he does is because of his name's sake, because of who he is. That name has power. That name is mighty. That name is life. And the next thing I want to remind everyone about is that the believers around us are going to fall. But we need to remember that our walk with God is not a group assignment. We are not saved as a collective. So as much as we have friends, family or spiritual mentors, our faith cannot rest on the shoulders of these people, of these figures, Right? So I encourage you to make a list of those people. Who is your faith leaning on? Who is someone that if they were to stop believing right now would actually affect your relationship with God? Because if these type of people exist, you need to go back to the source, the real person who has the living water, who gives water where we will never thirst again. And watch out for these things that your faith is not leaning on another person. Because it's a very real thing where people believe God so fervently and then they decide to leave the faith. You know, because this may be a blind spot that needs to be exposed. Is your faith leaning on someone else's belief? And will you be able to recognize the voice of God independent of any other individual, right? See, there will come a time where you feel like you're the only one standing for the truth of God's word. Um, even Elijah went through this. When people around you stop holding on to God's word and to his promises, do not follow them. Even if it's your parents, your spouses, your best friends, even if you see your own pastor leaving the church, hold on to the truth of God's word. Do not leave the most high for anyone. Do not let them steal your crown. 2 Corinthians 5 verses 20. Now then we are the ambassadors of Christ as though God were pleading through us. 
we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. At the end of the day, ne, those who have been given to the Son of God will not be lost. If you are truly His, others will not succeed in trying to influence you to leave Him. Daniel and his friends did not betray God because everyone else did. They held on and so should you. I don't really have much time to get into how Jesus's character relates to this specific command, but there are specific questions that we can ask that can point us in the right direction. Remember who Jesus was on earth is elevated to the same level as God. He was a servant. So do we serve or do we want to be served? He was a helper. Do we help or do we want to be helped? Do we help or do we want to be helped? He was a savior. Are we offering the free gift of salvation to those around us? Ezekiel 36 verses 23. And I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst and in the nations and the nations shall know that i am the lord says the lord god when i am hallowed in you before their eyes when the lord is hallowed in us when he is holy in us guys are you guys catching this I'm not going to weary you guys by explaining it over because those who have ears will hear it. Let the Lord be hallowed in us. So I encourage you to think about the different ways you can adjust your behavior to show or to live a life that shows that it hallows God, that it, it worships a holy God. Rested. There's a quote somewhere that says, um, the person who brings you the most peace should get the most of your time. Naturally, like when you love someone, you want to be around them. You want to do things to make them happy. And so the psalmist says in Psalm 112 verses 1, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. Okay, now we all know that the point is to actually reflect and to make the changes necessary. This isn't about keeping the list, right? Because we've all broken the Sabbath. In fact, we've broken each and every commandment that we've looked at so far. We all don't keep the law the way that it should be kept. And so our approach to the law is, is much different because we're not under the law. It is in us. It flows out naturally from us. Hebrews 8 verses 11. None of them shall teach his neighbor and his brother saying, know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least to the greatest. If you aren't actually resting the way that God has 
um, prescribed, then there really isn't a difference for you on that day, right? And if there's no difference between how you spend your time on that day, then you don't get to experience the blessing of the Sabbath. And there actually might be a bigger issue though. Ask yourself why it's hard to break away from the pleasures of the world on the Lord's day. Is it because your own desires take precedent over the will of God? There are actually two more examples about when the Sabbath is as it relates to the crucifixion. Um, if you are interested in that, then just drop me an email on devotedevotions311 at gmail.com. But as mentioned, though, it is not about getting the day correct. Galatians 6 verses 13. You can break the Sabbath just by speaking your own words because this is not a time for you to be talking about your favorite movie or show. It isn't even the time to be talking about your personal achievements, but it's time to spend with God. And so I encourage you to make spending time with God a priority in your life. Remove all the distractions and actually be in his presence and listen to his voice. It is truly an unmatched experience. There's a pastor I was listening to who made an example that stuck with me. He was preaching on Jonah, illustrating how Jonah thought he was going from Joppa to Tarshish. Remember when he had been sent to Nineveh? He thought he was making a horizontal decision, going left to right. Like he didn't think it was a big deal that he was going in the opposite direction. But God sees our decisions as vertical ones. He called Jonah to go up into Nineveh. But Jonah decided to go down into the ship and down into the sea and down into Sheol. So ask yourself, are the decisions that you are making right now leading you up into God's promises or are they leading you down away from him? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your everlasting mercies. We submit our hearts, minds and bodies to you in this moment asking them to be filled with the Holy Spirit and that it may assist us in this journey as you continue to prune us and mold us into what you want us to become. All this we ask in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. I pray that we all open our hearts to the word and allow it to transform us so that we can become more like Christ. If you learned something new, please share the episode with a friend or two so that they can learn and be blessed. On the next episode, we will look at the fifth commandment. From your host, Tandy, thank you for listening. Stay blessed.